All right, if you would, go ahead and turn to uh, Psalms chapter 63. That's where we'll be. <clears throat> we boast on the music here a lot when, you know, we get done with our specials and everything like that. But, you know, in reality is we have really special music here. And, um, you know, we went to uh, uh, a little revival for, you know, we went there for the preacher or whatever. But, man, that music has gone downhill from there. And when you're talking about canned music, that's exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, the guy sitting up there, he stands up, he gets up, the guy that's doing the specials and everything, and he talks like a radio host. Like he stood up, he's like, oh, by the grace of God, I'm glad that you're here. Welcome to our church. And I'm like, man, this is like, you're, you want to talk about showy. I'm like, man, when they get up here and they start singing, they start crying, you know that's from the heart. And so, like I said, I'm just thankful for the music we have. I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for our church. And uh, So like I said, we'll go ahead and get started in Psalms chapter 63. And it says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live, I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips." When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speaketh lies shall be stopped. Pastor, could you pray for me, please? Father, thank you. For the, the meeting as it gets ready to start up down at uh, Dr. Peacock's church. Lord, that you'd bless him, give him the wisdom of, of how to handle the meeting. And uh, Lord, I just pray everything goes good down there. For us tonight here, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with Brother Travis, Andrew afterwards. Lord, that you'd uh, give them something that uh, we need to hear tonight. And Father, again, thank you for being all you've done. And, and uh, thank you just for saving our souls. Lord, we'll never understand why until we get to glory. Lord, we know that you see something in us that we don't see in ourselves. And Lord, just thank you, and, and glory be to your name for that. And Lord, bless Brother Travis now as he preaches, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So the, my first point I want to hit on is in this first, uh, the first four verses there where it talks about there's a thirsting. It says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, and my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And uh, you know, the first thing you have to realize is that the world has nothing for you. It's a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Um, you know, when me and Michaela first found out we were having the baby, you know, I started doing a little bit of research and stuff like that, looking into, like, uh, just facts about, you know, the baby and everything like that. And so I guess adults have, are made up of about 60% water, right? And an infant has about 75 to about 78% water. And so, you know, you realize that water is in all things and everything, but the younger you are, the more you realize that you need that water. Um, you know, and I just want to ask you tonight, you know, what kind of water are you drinking? You know, are you th you're obviously going to be thirsting after something in this world. Um, you know, Ephesians 5, 25 through 26 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And John 14, 4 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. And, you know, pastor was talking about, I think it was, last Sunday school, he was talking about the fact that you're going to have temptations in the world, and there's a few things that are going to tempt you, you know, to fall, you know, to fall away after the world. And you're going to have money, you know, sex, you're going to have drugs, and you're going to have alcohol, and those are the main things that's going to tempt you in this world. 
And, you know, Christians are also going to have to face those kind of temptations as well. It's not just the lost world. Now, the difference is with Christians, you know, is that if you're saved and born again, you have Jesus Christ to help you <laughs> with the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gee, and then phones is another one we're going <laughs> to, but yeah, so uh, like I said, you're going to be affected by these things as well in the world. You know, I rem- uh, remember Brother, uh, Brother Igor, one of the guys we preach with down at the, uh, the jails, he talks about down in California, you know, a pastor hit on this too when they were driving, uh, when they were driving, they told him to duck whenever they seen the billboards and stuff like that. And uh, even Igor said over in California where he came from, he's like, man, he's like the, over there, he's like, the advertisements are horrible. He's like, they, you know, they show pretty much everything on the billboards. And he's like, and it's hard, especially being a Christian over there. And, um, you know, like I said, you're going to have those things in your life, you know, around you that are going to tempt you by the grace of God. You know, if you're taking in that, that you know, right kind of water, you're getting that, the right things in you and everything like that, then those uh, temptations won't affect you so much. Um, go ahead and turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Uh, just keep your finger there, though, because we will go back. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Well, we'll start in verse twelve. It says, "Wherefore let him that thinketh that he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it." Um, you know, obviously, if you you know rightly divide your Bible and everything, you understand that these epistles are written to Christians. So Paul is sitting there saying that you know there's no temptation taken you. Talking to the believers, but such as is common to man. And he says right there, he's like, but, uh, but he says, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, and there's been, you know, many times, especially personally in my life, you know, you'll have temptations and everything like that pop up. And, uh, you know, every time the Lord will always give you a way to escape. And, you know, he gives you a free will, so you either choose to, you know, heed that, that escape that the Lord's given you, or you fall, you know, fall victim to it. Um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with the fact of your fellowship with Jesus Christ and where you're at with him. And uh, when I was talking about going to that revival, you know, all in all, it was a good revival. Don't get me wrong. It's just the music was trash. But, um, you know, the guy that was preaching there was preaching out of Second Kings about the axe head, you know, losing your axe head. It's a great message. Um, you know, uh, the pastor over there was talking about how, you know, even then you might not lose your axe head, but you might have a loose axe head. You know, you're teetering on the verge of how, you know, your fellowship with Jesus Christ. Um, and then when I was sitting there, you know, it had, it's a blessing when you look back on the things that you've, you've learned growing up. You know, my dad would uh, cut wood with an axe and everything like that. And whenever the axe head starts getting loose, what you'd have to do in order to get that axe head to, you know, uh, become more stable is you would soak the handle in water, so that way it would expand, and so that way it would set itself again, um, you know, and so you have to soak it in that water, you know, and the main thing is, like, I'm trying to get my first point across is, like, you need to be in the book. Make sure that you're getting the water that you need daily, so that way you can strengthen yourself, and you're not going to be, you know, teetering back and forth, um, but yeah, and then you hit on verse 3 there, where it says, uh, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. You know, his loving kindness is better than, uh, you know, it's better than life. We've been blessed, you know, beyond measure in this life, you know, if you're saved. Um, you know, the fact of thinking back, especially where you were, I mean, even, even like a year ago, if you're in with Jesus Christ and, you, you know, you're following after him and everything, I'm sure every single person in here could give a testimony of things God's done for him just this past year. 
I mean, you know, let alone like 10 years, however long, you know, somebody's been saved. I mean, from where you came from to where you are now, I mean, it takes a miracle. I mean, the fact that everybody in this room is sitting on a church, in a church on Sunday instead of going out, drinking, partying, and doing whatever because it's, you know, a weekend. You know, we come in here and we want to hear about Jesus Christ. Every person in here, I believe, wants to hear about Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, so like I said, that's going to hit on my next point where we get to verse 5 through 8 where it says, My soul shall be satisfied, uh, my soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, meditate on thee, and the night watches. Um, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul falleth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. And so my second point is going to be, you know, you know you're talking there. It's like, where is your conversation? Uh, you know, can someone testify on your behalf that you're, you, know, you have joyful lips unto the Lord? You know, and like Paul, you know, this morning, Pastor hit on the fact of Paul. You know, he says, well... I think myself happy that I can speak for myself, you know, and it's, uh, you know, does your, what does your conversation, you know, revolve around? One thing I love about being around the brethren is the fact that every time you're around somebody, yeah, sure, your conversations go off onto other things, but you ultimately end up coming right back talking about Jesus Christ. And so, you know, uh, like I said, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, is what should satisfy your soul. You know, like that verse says right there, like morrow and fatness, you know, it's like a good steak, you know, uh, we went to uh, we went to uh, Longhorn not too long ago, and we were sitting there. It was the first time I've ever been to Longhorn, and everybody was surprised. But I was like, you know, I've never been, and so we go there, and I get a steak. And the way I like my steak, I like a rare steak. People think it's gross, but I like a rare steak. And so I sit down. I'm sitting there. I'm cutting it open. I look at it. I'm like, man, that steak looks good. And everybody's like, that is gross. But I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm reading this verse, and for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a fat kid at heart. But when I seen that, I thought marrow fatness. I'm like, man, that's like a good steak. Sit down, you enjoy a good steak. It's like the Lord just sitting there, man. Every time he talks to you, it's so sweet, so great every time you get it. And so, uh, like I said, uh, just, you know, where's your conversation at? You know, can people come up to you and can you give an answer like Pastor hit on, you know, with the hope that's within you if somebody comes up and asks? Um, you know, look at verses 6 and 7 there where it says, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. You know, honestly, you know, have you ever just laid at night, just thought about the greatness of God, just the things that he's done for you? You know, it's like, you know, he's, he's personal. He should be personal in your life, especially if you're saved. And so, you know, don't fret about the amount of things that you think you need to do. You know, and I'm, I'm hard on myself about that. I'm kind of preaching myself here because, you know, I'd like to worry and think about everything, especially now that we got baby coming along. I'm thinking all the time about that. But, you know, I just know that, you know, and I was talking to Brother Dustin about this the other day. You know, that song, he says, because he lives. It's like, oh, how precious to hold a newborn baby and know that, you know, it can face uncertain days because he lives. You know, the fact that Jesus Christ lives, I know that that baby can go through, you know, this life and be safe and protected. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, you know, he should just be personal to you. And laying there at night when it's quiet, you're alone, should be the moments when you're laying there just thinking about God, talking to him, praising him for what he's doing, like, for instance, last night when I'm sitting here praying, a lot of times when, you know, uh, you know, pastor came up to me and he was like, hey, you want to preach tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting there and I get back out in the car and I'm like, Lord, I have zero idea what you want me to preach. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sitting there and I know that, you know, it's like when I, whenever I get up and preach, it's like I don't want to preach what I want to preach. I want to preach what God wants me to preach. And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, Lord, I need you to give me something. You know, through situations and stuff last night, I'm sitting there and, I mean, I'm crying. Sitting there, and I'm like, Lord, you got the wrong guy to do this. 
I'm like, I don't feel like, I don't feel worthy to speak in your name. I don't, nothing like that. And it's just like the Lord right there, sitting there praying. Doesn't talk, nothing like that. Just, that's the passage I want you to preach. And I'm like, well, by the grace of God. <laughs> like, so, but like I said, yeah, Jesus Christ should be very personal to you. And, you know, don't fret about the amount of things that you think you need to do. You know, don't be a Martha. You know, try to marry it up a little bit sometimes. You know, especially when you're running around doing things like a chicken with your head cut off. And it's especially easy to do in a world which we live in now. There's so many distractions. There's so many things at your fingertips to just keep you distracted. And Jesus Christ tells you, hey, I want you to read a book. It's like, man, that is boring. <laughs> but, like I said, by the grace of God, he's given you his word. And so I would just heed you to read it. Um, but verse 8, right there, it says, you know, um, my soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. So no matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel in this life and everything like that, just know that Jesus Christ is the one that's going to be upholding you through it. And I was talking to a brother the other night. He was telling me, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm just thank-. He's like, you know, brother, you're an encouragement to me. And I was telling him, well, by the grace of God, I hate compliments. I, I don't like it. It makes me feel weird. So, but he was telling me, he's like, brother, you're a compliment. He's like, you know, you're a blessing to me. He's like, because... He goes, you know, the fact that, you know, I see you doing this, 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 this. You're picking up extra hours at work. You're doing that, everything. And then he's like, next thing you know, he's like, you're still making it here on Wednesday nights. You're still here on Sunday morning. You're still here Sunday evening. And he's like, and you're still here trying to get something from God. And he's like, and that's an encouragement to me. And this is somebody who's been a Christian for a while. And so that was, a, you know, that was a blessing to me. But, you know, and that just, that goes to say with a lot of the people who, you know, work all week long and then you show up here. You know, there's so many other things, especially if your dog tired. Nobody would blame you for not being here on a Wednesday night. But the fact you come here is because you want something from Jesus Christ. And so, like I said, you know, that's where your conversation should be. And the third point I'll go ahead and hit on is the fact that, you know, you're going to have a triumph. You know, you have triumph in this life, you know, and why not rejoice and hope knowing that, you know, the war has already been won. You know, you may go through multiple battles in your life and everything like that. Temptations may hit you and everything like that. But at the end of the day, Jesus Christ is on the throne and we're going to be with him. And so uh, I'm going to head to verse, uh, verse 9 and 10 where it says, uh, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. Um, you know, men are going to mock you. You know, the devil will tempt you. The flesh will fail you. It's like, but one day Jesus Christ is coming back to take me and you from the sinful earth and give us a glorified body. You know, and uh, yesterday I was, with, uh, I was with Brother Dustin. We were talking about the fact that, you know, uh, the jail ministry, because he started going with us. He's like, man, he's like, it's a blessing to go in there. He's like, see those guys that are covered in tattoos, seeing them like, and yet they're still praising God. He's like, they sit there and they, he's like, you see ones that are genuine. You see ones that are, look more clean cut, and yet they're, you know, they're wicked as the day is long. So you see guys who are marked up by sin in this life, and he's like, and yet they're still, they're happy as can be. And, uh, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, the blessing in that knowing, though, is the fact that every single one of those guys who have tattoos, every one of those guys who are marked by sin, one day are going to have a glorified body. And I was like, the only one that's going to have scars on him when we get to heaven is going to be Jesus Christ. Right. And you're going to realize when you look at him that he's the one that's going to be worthy of all praise. So, like I said, don't worry about what the devil is trying to, you know, trying to, uh, to, trying to, trying to do, you know, make you waver. You know, he'll have his end. Isaiah 14, uh, 12 through 15, uh, if you want to go ahead and turn there. I can get there myself. When I first started preaching, I felt like I'd just go super fast. Now I'm getting nervous about the bell ringing. (laughs) 
with me. Let me get there for myself. Said Isaiah fourteen. And then look at verses twelve through fifteen, where he says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O loose first son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart that I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. And God says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. You know, and I love the fact of reading this passage, how God just speaks with authority there. And how he just, you know, there is no, you know, there is no nervousness there of God at all. He just sits there and he says, you know what, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Um, You know, I was talking to a pastor yesterday and I was reading this, uh, going through school, doing church history. And uh, Martin Luther said, you know, I simply, uh, he said, I simply taught, preached, wrote God's word, otherwise I did nothing. The word did it all. Do not think that the gospel can be advanced without tumult, trouble, and uproar. Dost thou hear this, O Pope? Not the most holy, but the most sinful. He says, would that, God that, uh, uh, would that God would hurl thy chair headlong from heaven and cast it down to the abyss of hell. He's like, who gave you the power to exalt yourself above God, O Lord Christ? He said, O Lord Christ, look down upon this. Let the day of judgment come and destroy the devil's liar at Rome. If this is not Antichrist, I do not know what is. You know, one day Satan's going to have his end. You know, we go through this stuff in life and everything, and it's like, you know, a lot of times we can get burdened down because, you know, it's hard, and it is hard. And Jesus Christ knows that. And that's why we have all these examples. We have all these things in the Bible to help show us that, hey, they can go through it, we go through it, and we can overcome it. And so, uh, you know, in verse 11 right there, um, if you go back, to, um, go back to Psalm 63, where he says, But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of him that speaks, uh, speak lies shall be stopped. Um, you know, uh, like I said, them that speak lies shall be stopped. You know, we know that the book is right. You know, uh, we know that Jesus Christ is coming back for us one day. You know, while we're in this thirsty land, you know, keep yourself hydrated. Keep yourself in the book. Keep yourself in the Word of God. Um, you know, keep lifting up the name of Christ. You never know who will get it. You know, it's a blessing. Uh, you know, I mentioned it before uh, when we went to the jails and everything like that. And I love going in there because those guys are genuine. You don't have to try to convince those guys and they're the sinners because, I mean, they're, you know, they pretty much know. Uh, but when we went in there one day, I had, it was uh, Brother Tom, Dustin, Adam, and myself. And we were all in there. And Adam and Dustin were talking to these guys. Brother Tom went off to the side and talked to some of the guys back here in the jail. And uh, the CO brings out this guy. He's from uh, Portugal. And he's sitting there, and he's like, he's like, oh, by the way, he speaks no English. And I'm like, okay. And so we're sitting there. Adam's talking, telling the guys about the Bible. Dustin's giving his testimony. And I'm watching this guy over here. And he's just, you know, just standing there watching, like just looking back and forth, doesn't know what to say. And so... I was like, man, Lord, I'm like, I really want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what to do and everything. And there's been times where I've used my, uh, my uh, Translate app on my phone to talk to people at work. Like, whether they're Chinese, I've talked to Mexican people at work, everything like that through this app. The Lord's like, hey, use that. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get another look. Uh, sure enough, Portuguese. So I'm sitting up there, I'm talking to this guy and everything. And I didn't think to tell the CO that I was going to be on my phone. And so, you know, he comes over and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, blow my phone and everything. He's like, he's like, I'm using the Translate app. 
And he was like, just next time, he's like, make sure you let us know, because they called in from downstairs saying, hey, this guy's on his phone. But, you know, like I said, you never know exactly how the Lord's going to use you. You never know who's going to get it. You know, me talking to that guy, I got to talk to that guy for like an hour and 45 minutes on a, on a Translate app. You know, and he told me he was saved, got his testimony, everything like that. It's a blessing. And then, you know, a guy in there at the jail, new pastor, pastor led him to the Lord. He says, oh, yeah. He's like, I know Hanike. Knew the guy by name. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew Hanike. He's like, yeah, he, we shared a cell, uh, cell together and everything like that. We, you know, he's kind of talking to him or whatever. And he told him, he's like, oh, we got preachers coming in tonight. And so that's why the guy came out. And I told him when we were in there, I was like, brother, I was like, you know you get a reward for that. And he was like, me? I get a reward? And he's like in jail, you know, he's like surprised, like, man, I'm going to get like something for this. And so, you know, it's a blessing just to know, like I said, you never know who's going to get it. You know, we're still here, right? I mean, we're still here. You still have an opportunity to do something for Jesus Christ. Um, and, so, and then there's, uh, you know, there's still something to be said about the Lord Jesus Christ, so don't get discouraged, you know, with the mockings and scoffings, because one day all the lies are going to stop, and the literal embodiment of truth will be sitting before them all. They're going to have to sit there, and they're going to have a literal embodiment of truth, the Lord Jesus Christ sitting right before them. And then they're going to have to give an account themselves. So like I said, I would just urge you, you know, uh, you know, if you're saved, you know, you can rest in him. You know that. You can rest in Jesus Christ, and you still have the opportunity to be able to do something for him while you're still here. So that's what I got. Amen.